don't have Reese Pig on the show? No, we haven't. Are okay. we ready to? Okay. Are we? You, okay, okay. Ahead, bring it. Okay. Bring it on. Hey, y'all. This is Film Shots. Good and to uh, to be back. Yes, it is good to be back. Good to have um, Jesse back. Yeah. Um, I'm here with um, my co-host, Joel Marshall, and he is with his co-host, Dr. Jesse Ryan. What up, y'all? Hey, where were you? I was in Costa Rica. Costa Rica? Costa How Rica. was that? Yeah. It was good, except I got all my bags stolen. Oh, my God. It's a drag, man. Who you stole know, your bag? I don't know. Some Costa Rican say, I guess. Oh. But let's talk to this guy over here now. <laughs> hey, Who do we have with us today? And he's got a big smile on his face. <laughs> Look at this. We are uh, fortunate enough. I like to say that. We're fortunate Very enough. Fortunate. And we are fortunate every week. Um, today, we're talking to a major casting director. His name's Roger Musenden. Did I pronounce that right? That's correct. That's what you got it. How do you and spell that, Lucendon? M-U-S-S-E-N-D-E-N. Where's that from? That's uh, actually, I'm Puerto Rican. And Get out of here. that comes from England. So uh, somebody got on a boat. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, ¿Tú hablas español? Sí. Sí, yo también un poco. Un poco. Sí, estaba en... Costa Rica. Costa Rica para practicar mi español. Oh, qué bueno. Sí, bueno. All right. We got a little multilingual thing going <laughs> That's on. That's right, y'all. Yeah. That's right. If That's anybody right. could understand, email us at filmshots at filmshots.net. Right. And tell us. You know, we'll have some more intimate things to say in Spanish as time goes on. <laughs> Translate them for us, y'all. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's just launch right into this. Um, we, we had an email uh, recently from one of our listeners who said... You know, I'd really like it if you guys would interview a casting director. And filmmakers out there, a lot of times when they're going to make a film, they um, just cast their friends or some non-actors or whatever and, in, in their project, and they don't feel like they need a, a casting director or someone to guide them. Can you tell us a little bit about what a casting director does? I'd be happy to. Okay, I'd be happy to, and I'm glad that somebody finally asked that question. <laughs> okay, good. To let, to let us, you know let us show you what we know how to do okay mm -hmm. my job is a byproduct of what I love to do I love to watch TV I love to go to theater I love to go to movies mm -hmm. I love to read the TV guide I read all the trades I read uh, and, and keep up with what is happening out there as a casting director uh, I watch a lot of actors do lots of things my job and my service that I can give to you is that I know the best five actors for one role out of the 10 million actors that are out there I know how to cut to the chase I can show you 25 people for a particular role who are interesting who are variations on what you may be looking for and that who are going to be good actors who will bring something to the party I my job that happens in my office is I sift through 10,000 actors to call it down to mm -hmm. the right 25. And if you need to see 25 more, I know my next 25 that I'll bring in. I want to mm -hmm. just you know? uh, point out the number of actors that Roger probably goes to is, is probably extreme because he, uh, for instance, just cast the next Superman movie, Superman Returns, is right, that what it's correct. called? Mm -hmm. uh, one of the huge tasks that he had, I imagine, was to cast this unknown actor in the, right. the lead role of Superman, which is a very weighty role. Uh, I have actually um, a couple of magazines here, Premiere Magazine and Empire Magazine here, and there he is on the cover. Um, how now, did who, you who go? Is that person? Yeah, what is this guy's his, name? His name is Brandon Routh. Brandon Routh. He's a guy who had done a little bit of uh, soap work. 
and did some episodic work here in Los Angeles. What does that mean? Episodic means he, he appeared as a guest star on Will and Grace, okay. Gilmore Girls, mm -hmm. you know, just, just the guy. Right. They, they were really pretty small uh, scenes. You don't have episodic work in film, move, most no, no, no. features. E episodic means episode of <clears throat> TV. Okay. Okay. Good. Uh, those are the variations in TV, but mm -hmm. film is, he's he was picked because he, and he screen tested for it, he had the look that my director wanted, Brian Singer, mm -hmm. and his look was uh, very much like Christopher Reeve, very much like what Superman looks like in the comic books. Right. This new movie is very much in that world, mm -hmm. in creating the, the, the legend. He, Brian did not want to fool around with the look of Superman. We had that creative discussion, and he goes, no, this is the way I want this guy to look. Didn't this project go around for a long time in different... There were, Brian was the fourth director, uh, you know, brought on. There were many other uh, script incarnations, mm -hmm. and Brian came in, and when they offered him the job, he tossed it all away, and they liked his pitch. I remember hearing as we went right. along with this that uh, Tim Burton was directing it at Correct. one point, that Nicolas Cage was playing Superman. Correct. There were all these different things there that were, were going on. There were very many it. different incarnations, um, and most of it was the retelling of the story all over again. Brian came in with a totally different pitch, which is... Uh, and I'm not going to go into too much detail mm -hmm. because I do want you, I want your seven bucks that you can send. <laughs> That's bucks. right. That's a matinee. Uh, <laughs> I, I, do, I do want you guys to go in and see it because it's pretty terrific. But Superman does return. He's been away and now he comes back and a whole lot of stuff has happened in the world. Things have changed. Know. Lois He's Lane has moved been. on. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, stuff has happened. There's still, you know, the, you're going to so get your... So is Lane lying there? Lana Lang, no, not in this one. Oh, this no. When by when he met when he moved to Metropolis, he was finished with Lana. Oh, in wow. Smallville. That's Smallville. That's the one that's on. Yeah. On the W. So is this mm -hmm. like Superman Five? Is this you the know, next one, or is it a totally new, reinvented Superman like in um, the Batman series? You know what? I, I would like to put it in that genre. With yeah. the, the the Batman Begins was the the retelling. Yeah. It was the prequel. Mm -hmm. It was recreating what we had. I mean, mm -hmm. I, and it was terrific. Oh, I loved it. Mm -hmm. I guarantee Absolutely. that this this really movie cool. that Brian is making now will reinvent and recreate the world of Superman. And Brian Singer is a very talented director. He did, I believe, X Men, X -Men The Usual with, Suspects. Right. I worked with him on X Men. Oh, you and did. X Men Two. Wow, that was quite a casting feat too. The Hugh Jackman, I think, is probably similar to this fellow in that he was an unknown, Another really one. fantastic actor that Terrific. you pulled out who was just ideal for the role of Wolverine. Correct, correct. So. It just and it just happens. People need to understand that casting you, you need someone to just focus on that in your in your project. You know, it's you don't just hire your friends. Your friends aren't always talented enough to elevate your project. Mm -hmm. You you are doing a student film because you want to show it to somebody to hopefully go to the next level. Mm -hmm. You want a better quality actor. You want someone who knows talent. That's what the casting director does for you. Well, what exactly do you, you look for? Because this has been curious. You know, like I have been in on casting sessions before when I did uh, music videos. And I ended up always going with the prettiest woman. That was just it for me. Now, what do you go for? When you go in there and you look at an actor, how can you tell who's best? I usually, well, usually there's a number of things, okay? The prettiest woman is great, but can the prettiest woman talk? 
can the prettiest woman take a pie in the face if I need some comedy, uh -huh. okay, and do it with fun, like Cameron Diaz, okay? Right. You get a pretty woman that walks in like Cameron Diaz. It's like, ooh, she's hottie, okay? But can she do the pratfalls that I need mm -hmm. for her, for this character to do? Okay. It varies, is okay. what I'm basically mm -hmm. saying. It just depends on what the character calls for. Do I need drama? Do mm -hmm. I need, um, you know, do I need uh, drama? Do I need comedy? Mm -hmm. Do I need uh, someone who uh, can be a buffoon? Right. You know? So these but, are really skills. When, when we talking about act, acting, you're talking about someone, usually they have to be trained for this kind kind of stuff. Is that true? There are there are many people. I Look, I, I, I do read resumes. Mm -hmm. I do know people that, places, I've been doing this long enough, that there's uh, regional theater, there's acting mm -hmm. teachers that I know, there's uh, experience, previous experience with other projects that I would mm -hmm. recognize that will make me feel a little more comfortable about mm -hmm. the world that these people have been in mm -hmm. in the last you know few years or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's also the total unknown. Mm -hmm. There's just sometimes someone walks in a room, and this is a no, no secrets, no brainer here. Mm -hmm. Someone walks in the room and they're just fascinating. Right. Hugh Jackman, when he sat across from me in my office, it was like, Holy moly! This guy's a huge star. Mm -hmm. He was doing Oklahoma on uh, in London on the West End. He's mm -hmm. a hard worker too. I know he's, he's doing amazing. What, what is that? That musical, The Man from Oz. I, I just read yes. he's doing sixty more performances. Of is that. he doing? He's yeah, doing it again. I think so. Let me tell you, that is okay. a a huge piece of work for him. Mm -hmm. I heard him talking about because it while Peter he was Allen doing was uh, off the wall, it's and this he is apparently. the entire show. Mm -hmm. Wow, the entire show. You know, but when you, you meet people like that, that's great. That's mm -hmm. when they walk in, but you don't always get that. Right. There's also the quiet type. You know, when Robert De Niro probably walked in the room, it was like, who, who is this guy? And then you put the words in his hand, and it comes to life. I was right. on a set with Robert De Niro years ago, and, and I, actually it was Robert De Niro and Bill Murray. And they were filming this movie called Mad Dog and Glory. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I got to hang out on the set all day. It was when I was you know, really just starting out. And it was fascinating to see the difference between the two of them. Because Bill Murray hung out on the set, was making jokes the whole time, having a great time. It was just a fun experience to be around him. Robert De Niro would come in, and he was very quiet, and he just did his work. And then he would... Go he goes off. into the zone. He go. He was He's into in his, and yeah. his work was very specific, and mm -hmm. it was very much the same every time, every take. Whereas Bill Murray was playing around with the dialogue. He, it seemed like he was just having fun. It was different every time, mm -hmm. which I felt probably leaves a lot up to the editor mm -hmm. to choose the the performance that that you know you're almost taking a risk as an actor. Well, you're, you you are. It. You're absolutely right. You've just touched upon it. It takes many different occupations to make a film. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just the actor. Mm -hmm. It's how the director directs the actor. It's how that person is lit. It's how the editor edits it. It's how the writer gives him words. It's how the costume designer makes him look. You know, it just... And that's just focusing on the actor. It goes the other way, how the director of photography, you know, you, you, you guys have spoken to all these people, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. the, the AD who keeps the whole thing rolling Absolutely. along. Absolutely. You know, the second AD who's the last guy, first guy on the, on the set and the last guy to leave. It's, it's such a collaborative thing. Oh, completely. completely. Now, do you ever, do you, is part of your job to bring in an actor and show to the director that this is the actor for the role? Do you ever bring in an actor and you just think this is the, exactly the right person and the director's like, I don't see it? Yep. All the time. Yeah. All the time. 
it, it happens all the time and it's you know what it's I'm not directing the movie mm -hmm. I just got to go back out and find somebody else mm -hmm. now I they passed on Kate Hudson and some of the comedies that I was doing mm -hmm. you know and they've passed on some big stars many times they they passed on I get it but my guys don't mm -hmm. for whatever reason mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and it's not that that makes their project any different or that it's wrong it's just beauty is in the eye of the beholder right. you know and it's a very objective sort of sort of uh, process you know yeah. some time ago um, when I was at at, at Berkeley um, I was I made a film called Starch and Candy. You don't want to see it. Um, and um, I had um, two actors, Terrell Tilford, who is here and has done a lot of that episodic work that you're mm -hmm. talking about, and um, Sanaa Lathan. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous. Now, gorgeous. Sanaa, they, these were both their first films, so I gave them birth their start in the industry, and I suggested that Sanaa um, go off to to Yale, which is where I had been in school. Um, for drama school, and she did that. Now, I'm not saying this and I did because I suggested it, but maybe. Um, but how much does that matter? Can you tell a person who has that kind of a, uh, of a background from someone who, who really doesn't? And how much does it matter? You know, to me, I take note of that. If someone mm -hmm. went to Yale, that means they took time on their craft. If they, mm -hmm. they come from, uh, what's that other school in, uh, in New York? That, NYU? Uh, not NYU. Well, NYU is a, is a, is a good one. That's not the one I'm thinking of. It's the one that Kevin Klein came from and Bill Hurt went to. Uh, uh, Starts with an S. Not the new school. Not the new not school. The new no, school. it's not the new school. It's not, a, not an What's NYU. What's the technique? The, um, no, not, not Strasburg. No, no, not, not Strasburg. No, this is, <clears throat> this is a, a college. Uh, mm -hmm. And it'll come to me as, as we speak. But anyhow, uh, you know, people need training. You need training and you need to grow. Mm -hmm. The best thing I think actors can do is go to New York and just be. Okay. Uh -huh. There's so in your face, so much in your face humanity in mm -hmm. New York. And if you're going to be an actor, you need to know how to get to all of this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. that, that's a great place to jump off from. Mm -hmm. You know, here in Los Angeles, we're kind of insulated in our cars. That haphazard running into people or coming in ah, contact okay. with people is very limited. So that really works. Is that what method acting is? When method acting is more like you hit yourself to feel pain. Huh. I don't go for that myself. I think that there is a, a um, confusion about method acting that happens somewhere along the line. I think you know method acting comes from Stanislavski, and Stanislavski, if you read his books, uh, it's not necessarily that you have to like become the character and live your life. Like if you're playing a criminal, you have to go out and be a criminal. Right. Mm -hmm. It's it's more like what Stanislavski talked about, which is the magic if. If I were a criminal, I would behave in this manner. But it's That's still me. It doesn't necessarily uh -huh. mean that you have to like embody it, but. Somewhere along the line, I think probably when Brando uh, became very popular and James Dean and all these guys, that um, people started to uh, have a misconception about that. And it, it's actually, a, I think, a sort of destructive thing for an actor. An actor needs to keep themselves in tip-top condition. Right. And, you know, because it's a long life as an actor and you want to make sure that you're in good health and, and you can really function. And you also don't want to be in trouble with the law or have any drug problems right. or this and that because right. that's what, that's what right. um, mm -hmm. really shipwrecks these people. Uh, uh, and so that is something that I think that 
I welcome people to go back to the original masters like Stanislavski, take a look at their books. If you're you know, planning on going this route of being an actor, really study where the, the history of these things. And I think a lot of times at a, at a university, you can get a little bit of a perspective that goes mm -hmm. beyond um, just you know, random acting classes around the city. Right. There are definitely great acting classes in the city, mm -hmm. here in Los Angeles, in New York, and in various other places. But I invite you to do a little bit of reading on that, and reading on acting technique and things like that, so um, that you know where these things come from. Let me ask something about the casting director in industry. <clears throat> what is that? I mean, I mean, is there an organization of casting directors and how do casting directors actually get paid? And if somebody wants to be a ca casting director, how do they go about doing it? Okay, sure. Yes, we do have an organization called CSA, Casting Society of America. By the way, that acting school was Juilliard, is what the Juilliard. Oh, Juilliard, of course. A little Hello. place in, yes, in New York. Yeah. There's one. Juilliard, damn it. Juilliard. Yeah, exactly. It was darn California. Hello. Hello. We got that. I knew. I told you it'd come. It, it floated right up to the front. That's right. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, we, we are organized. There is an organization, and we just became unionized alongside with the Teamsters. Well, congratulations. Yes, well, because we and need our health, pension, and welfare, and uh, we're, we're paid as a service. We are, it's, it's, it's a fee that we get, mm -hmm. uh, not per actor, Okay. but a fee not, for, a, for a casting job of the project. No percentage of the gross? None of that, like no. That. We, okay. don't, we don't get a percentage of what the actors get. It's not a casting agent, it's a casting director. Okay. Okay, we don't represent anybody but ourselves. Okay. Uh, when we negotiate our deal and then we go off and we read, you know, umpteen thousand people for each role or uh, make lists, copious lists for the, the leads and then sit down and try and direct and pick the best people. Okay. Hope the best mm -hmm. people get picked for everybody. Uh, we have we work with the director and with the studio, and uh, we. What does that mean? You work with the director and with the studio. Does that mean the director is one person and the producer is hired by the studio as another person, and you have to negotiate between them? Not negotiate between them. You have to massage the ideas sometimes. Mm -hmm. There are certain uh, directors who have carte blanche. Mm -hmm. I'm sure no studio tells Steven Spielberg what he what to, who to hire. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. um, and it's various powers within the directing community and even the producing community. Mm -hmm. it, it varies in mm -hmm. each combination. Right. So yeah, I, there's no finite rule to right. that, you know, but my job is to massage both sides mm -hmm. into picking the the best the best person mm -hmm. for them. And, you know, sometimes the director can't make up his mind, so we go to the, you know, the studio knows what they want. They always usually okay. want a name. Mm -hmm. Okay. They want to hedge, they want to hedge their bet. You right, know they I mean? want a name. Somebody They, they, they want a right. name, but the director, director wants somebody else, mm -hmm. you know. Every once in a while you get an Ed Norton. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean every once in a while. Now really tell us about that. What's that the significance of Well, Ed Norton was a was a complete unknown when he did Primal Fear, and mm -hmm. uh, also a that Yale, was a huge, Yale graduate, right? Yeah, yeah, I think but so. But he did didn't he do Brothers McMullen? No, 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 oh, no. That was his first and a huge oh. role. 
And believe me, they tried everybody before. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they had gone to Ben Affleck and you know uh, Matt. You know all all those those are usual. I remember usual hearing about first. his audition before the movie even came out. People were right. talking about how amazing his audition was for this movie. And if oh, you okay. see the movie, yeah. he just you know he turns on a dime, and it is it is breathtaking. It's wow. a great part. No, it's an, it made him a star but immediately. But it is breathtaking. Yes. You're like, who is that guy? But and then, very mm -hmm. rarely do you get. Mm -hmm. Somebody, but that was a smaller movie. You know, you had Richard Gere. You had your, you've hedged your bet. Mm -hmm. You had Laura Linney. You know, uh, it was a smaller sort of movie, uh, and a star was born from it. But that's mm -hmm. very right. You know, X Men was a bigger movie. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. and it made a star mm -hmm. out of out of Hugh Jackman and mm -hmm. put him there. Well, mm -hmm. this is something I want to get at because um, a casting director in the independent world can help set you on the right track because when, like I'm working on a couple of feature films right now to, <clears throat> to produce them and um, you know you need these stars to sell the thing in the end right and so a lot of times independent filmmakers they know some really good actors that they like to cast but then they also have to meet this kind of quota of like is this thing gonna sell when I finish it is it gonna sell in Japan is it gonna sell in Germany right. wherever can a casting director come on board in a project like that and help guide you in this way? Um, help you before you have all the funding in place? Um, help you get the stars that you need to make the entire package? Yes. And, Good and, question, but there's something that comes with that. Uh -huh. Okay, If you're going to ask the casting director at, to use his connections, his uh, savvy of the agent world and mm -hmm. representation and the talent, the his or hers, yes, that, <coughs> I'll use that, as, that's a generic term, okay. Um, then you, you should bring that casting director in as an executive producer because mm -hmm. he is bringing to you the <coughs> tool that will make mm. your movie happen. Absolutely. Interesting. Okay. okay. And that's that doesn't it, come for is, free. That does, right. that's just like, mm -hmm. I, there's no reason I should mm -hmm. use all of my connections to help you do something for a dime. That's you know what I mean? This is something that we've talked about um, in other places. The producer, where do producers and films come from? And so you're saying that a, a casting director can become an executive producer because they bring more to the table. They have more Plus they have something on. really good not only, to bring because early I, on. Because I bring the actor to the table, mm -hmm. I bring you millions of dollars because I brought Absolutely. that actor. I right. brought the actor. Okay. There's no re that, that doesn't I come would, for free. That's, mm -hmm. a, that's a respect that I demand. And I would we say are that, demanding now. That, you that have the to, casting that, director is probably one of the most valuable entities early on can in be. an independent film. Mm -hmm. Can absolutely if be. If you can find one that is, it has mm -hmm. that kind of clout. And also when they use their clout, it, it comes at a certain cost to them because mm -hmm. they, their reputation is at stake, Correct. right? Absolutely. When they Absolutely. go to this actor... It doesn't come for free. That's mm -hmm. the other thing. It's just, this is the respect that we're going to start demanding now and that we're asking mm -hmm. it. And we'll walk away. Yeah. Because we don't need it. And I think as a, as a person who works in independent film or works in the film business at all, there is a certain amount of saying, you know what I'm, I'm going to do? I'm, I need to be compensated in some way. Otherwise... You know, I won't be respected. And it's not or I just won't be money. And I'm saying line. what I'm saying right. is I'm not money. I, I, you need the respect. Right. You, I always do my homework. If I if I'm doing an independent and I'm not above doing that, I don't just do studio films. But if I feel that my actors are not going to be treated correctly, or that there's some shenanigans that are going to happen later on, 
I'm out of there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. well, I've worked be. too hard to do what I do and to to get where I've gotten mm-hmm. to um, to just haphazardly throw it away to anybody. Okay, two questions. Um, <clears throat> first of all, if for an independent director, if I'm making a film and I've got five hundred thousand dollars in my pocket, how much should I expect to pay? in a casting director and second if someone wants to be a casting director do they just send in a resume to the CSA and say I'm ready to be a casting director no it's not that it's not quite that easy number to answer your first question which was um, the, how much should yeah. a independent want expect to well, pay well you know what that varies that varies mm-hmm. because most of us are are material driven mm-hmm. okay so that, that can be worked out it's not, we're not all out for the for the for the bucks some people receive six figures for a casting job. That's usually on the bigger studio movies. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that can be negotiated. Okay. At any level, that can okay. be negotiated. Mm-hmm. But there should be some sort of re- reciprocation for somebody's putting their time in for Absolutely. that. You know what I mean? It's a very That's serious what I'm saying. position. Give it a, give them a, yes, give, give them a credit. Mm-hmm. A credit right. could work. Mm-hmm. Many, many independents that you see at Sundance and stuff had no money. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, the, the person did it because they believed in the director, they believed in the, in the script, mm-hmm. they knew that they could get good actors in here, and it isn't about the money, it's about the prestige. It gives you some quality okay. to your resume, mm-hmm. you know. But you should compensate that, not necessarily money, that can be a credit. Okay, that's okay? good to There's, know. So that's negotiable, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And as far as someone starting, no, you don't just say, hi, I'm a casting director. Uh, the, there's, a, there's a training sort of that you, you do. You start as an assistant. Mm-hmm. First, the best thing you do is you can start as an intern. Excellent. And just get in there and see if this is where you want to go. Right. This whole intern thing that is now out there for young, young mm-hmm. people is terrific. It wasn't even existing when I was when I was right. around. I just happened to be a tour guide at Universal Studios and mm. just could recite the TV guide. <laughs> uh, but and it's a byproduct of what I love to do. But then I wasn't even didn't even know casting directors existed. I didn't know what they were. Mm-hmm. So you start you be an intern, get in a casting office, mm-hmm. and people we always we love people that work for us for nothing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's it's great, but it's it's a good learning experience right. to find out if mm-hmm. this is what you want to do. And it's only usually the first time that you're working for free. So oh, yeah, usually yeah. you move ahead after that. And usually you people throw you, throw you a little something. Oh, no, you, uh, all the time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We're not, we're not looking for slave labor at all. And certainly somebody that is there and you feel like has the passion, you're going to help. Mm-hmm. We, we, we have a whole network system with the email and the CSA that we just spread it, the word around. I have a great person here if anybody's looking for somebody. Excellent. You know, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, you start as an assistant, and that's mostly phone work, making appointments. Uh, you know, uh, you're starting to learn the actors. You're sorting through the mail. You know, on, on certain projects, that that you got to put in there your your time. It mm-hmm. takes a good year, year and a half to feel confident enough to then move on to what is called an associate. Mm-hmm. An associate has been doing the assistant work for probably th- for three or four years, you know, and can come up with the uh, a list of names mm-hmm. that are interesting, okay. that are uh, that are different <laughs> mm-hmm. for a particular project. They they're, they're like my backup. They're my number one, mm-hmm. you know, in mm-hmm. the helm, uh, and they help with the reading of actors. They what help does that mean, the reading, reading of uh, when I'm auditioning actors. 
It's oh, they called, have to come in and read a script. Uh, or the actor will have to come okay. in and read, uh, yes, uh, a scene. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. They get through some of that. They help me get through some of that. I usually stick to the bigger people, the the the, the bigger known people, uh, and they kind of call through the other fifteen thousand people that right. are trying to get in. Mm -hmm. That sort of thing. Uh, and then you just have someone take a shot with you. You just have someone give you that shot. I got that shot with uh, Greg Nava on Selena. Ah, okay. Another search yeah. with thousands of girls. That seems to be one the, of your forte, when he said, when All of a sudden, that, truly, it just, it just the luck of the draw. That's how it happened. Because the, the minute he said, let's, go do, let's do the movie Selena, I said, well, that's Jennifer Lopez. She sings, mm. she acts, and she can dance. Mm. And uh, we had worked with her on Mi Familia. I talked mm -hmm. him into hiring her. Mi Familia, and then she got Selena, and out of all those girls. Well, Gregory Navas started with El Norte. El Norte, right? right? El Norte. And I did Mi Familia That's with right. him. Mm -hmm. And being Latino. He did Latino, American Family, too, yeah. right? He did American mm -hmm. Family, and I did, and you did the I did the casting on that. On that. Right? And mm -hmm. that was, that's an example of an ethnic Latino, an ethnic project where that was a, a platinum cast. Mm -hmm. You couldn't do that with Americans. Absolutely. You know, though, all yeah, those absolutely. Latinos mm -hmm. were excellent actors and they were the cream, cream of the crop. Mm -hmm. You know, but you, if you tried to do that in a, in a white world and probably now even in a black world, you, you couldn't afford it. Right. You just couldn't do it. Right. For me, the, the, the wonderful byproduct of working on a couple of these Latino features was that I found a new group and there were some incredible actors that I tapped into that I didn't even know about. Mm -hmm. And our world is mixed now. Our world is not white, yeah. black. That it is a mix. Well, actually, this is um, the next question. You know, because I'm um, I was just starting to um, work on a new version of a book I put out in '96 called Black Film, White Money. I'm updating it ten years later. Mm -hmm. And what has happened with casting um, since the millennium with the um, new approaches, a lot more gay stuff out there, roles for right. gay people. There's a lot more stuff out there for people of color. Mm -hmm. First of all, am I right in saying that? Do you feel that there's more stuff out there for those groups that were on the sidelines? Before? Absolutely, absolutely. People that are that are physically handicapped, uh, physically impaired, There's uh, it's a diversified world now. Right. It's mm -hmm. And it, it absolutely is... is Casting directors definitely are trying to, to make that happen more and more. They are. Studios are okay. now on board. Uh -huh. uh, What's that mean? How do you mean they're trying to do it more and more and that studios are on, on board? How does, well, well because to, studios are making a, a point of saying we want really? a diverse group. Yes, I had to take a meeting, a whole crew, everybody that was working on a pilot at Fox had mm -hmm. to go in one morning and they did their whole thing. Their whole song and dance about okay. diversification. Really? Yes. At which Fox. is good. Yes. So they actually go out. They and showed us, and then they started <clears throat> showing us graphs and all this stuff. It's like, what the hell? It's like, can I get back to work? I got graphs on the, the pop, pop demographics yes, on, yes. on race and. Yes, they said diversification wow. because <clears throat> American Idol mm -hmm. is a very diverse hit show for them uh -huh. and hits every kind of demographic that they got. Uh -huh. And it's off the charts on TV. Mm -hmm. uh, they, and they're right in saying that. We want a diverse cast. Amazing. Everything. This is really a change, ladies and gentlemen. Completely, this is a tremendous yes. change. To actually come out and say it. Absolutely. That I don't have to fight for right. it. 
Right. You know, uh, when I did my Latino projects and I did my other, you know, racially mixed projects, it was like, cool. I got to look at all these great people I can throw in wow. here, you know? That is, that, that's, that's really new in, in this industry. And I want to give compliments and props to the film industry for doing that. That's it. Open right. them up. It's great. true. That's awesome. That is great. So uh, I wanted to ask one more thing about uh, being a casting director and the unionization of casting mm -hmm. directors. Mm -hmm. um, where is that going? I know a lot, most of the... Um, the, the jobs that are in the entertainment industry are unionized, mm -hmm. and I know there's the Casting Society of America, but it's not a, it's not a union, right? Right, that's not a union. So that's what's the, going on with oh, that? Well, we are, we, now, now we are, we're Teamsters now. Okay. We're okay. under the umbrella of Teamsters, okay? And that's mostly for health, pension, and welfare. And mm -hmm. Teamsters are traditionally the well, truck drivers. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that's and what well, they the are. Well, the team, it was a 20 mule it's a, team. It's a really good union. Right. It's a very strong union. And they very, were the ones that, that, that stepped union. up and said, yeah, we'll, we'll help you out. But then we have the reminiscences of, of Hoffa. And, um, right, so I know. But is there's the a, mob there? But, you know, <laughs> they don't, they're, not just not, they're not just truck drivers. They are, they're also got a lot location of managers. Over there uh -huh. in the corner, right? Location managers are also teamsters. And now there's casting directors. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay. And how is that working out? Has that? We just we you know it just, just happened, happened in January, right? mm -hmm. and uh, I haven't gotten to use my insurance yet. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's uh, we'll see. I, I think it'll work out great. Seems well, like if you um, um, a friend of mine, um, ThomasPally.org has um, talked about the breakup in the. The, the, the Teamsters and AFL-CIO, there's a lot of trouble in unions now. Why do you want to have a union when Walmart, for instance, is so against unions? What, how do you benefit? I've been working for 20 years now without a union, and I want a union to, to help me with my benefits, with my pension, uh, as protection. Because let me tell you, what's happening in the industry is a lot of people, everybody wants to make movies, and nobody wants to pay the people that may help make the movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think we need a little bit of power behind us, a little strength behind us to help us protect ourselves. Okay, and that's what a union gives you. It gives you... That's what I'm thinking a union gives you. So, so I mean, you would expect if something happens with um, casting um, that you don't like, you would expect the entire Teamsters union to go out on strike? Is, is that how it would work? That's pretty much what it, what it is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this well, is they what... almost did. Yeah, they did. That's how we got, that's how we got mm -hmm. the uh, studios at the table. That really? was one year ago in January. Okay. We were going to strike. The yep. casting mm -hmm. directors were going to strike. We voted 98% to strike. Really? And we were going to walk out of pilot season. And you were in the Teamsters then? No. No. This you weren't. Before no, they this were is unionized. before. Because oh, the studios would not sit down and talk with us. And the studios were trying to fight unionization. And the, union, and the Teamsters were trying to get the studios to talk with us. Okay. And... If the casting directors had walked, the Teamsters were going to walk. Interesting. So, and, and that's how you guys became a part of the Teamsters. Correct. And you've gotten bargaining power Correct. with the studios Correct. now. And the Teamsters negotiated our contract. This is really a, a, a change in, in this industry. It's mm -hmm. very, very different. Very, very, you know, and we need it. We just need the protection. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I get it. I get it. Everybody's at, you know, Walmart and non-union and all that sort of stuff. But you know what? I don't want to be disrespected. Right. And that's what we're feeling. Mm -hmm. We were feeling very disrespected and taken advantage of. And uh, now we have someone to, to fight our fight for us. Mm -hmm. I think we're heading towards the end here. Okay. Wow. This is, this has been one very of the longest interviews we've had. I think we could talk to you for another... 
couple of hours. I still have <laughs> yeah. a lot of questions. But uh, well, I think wait, we're you wrap said it up. something about um, oh shoot, what was it? Where I thought that maybe the people can get in touch with you for, for something. Did you? Would you like for people to, to get in touch with you if if they have questions or anything like that? If they have questions or something, um, sure. Okay, would they you tell them that. how they can do that? Sure. Um, my email address is muscasting, M-U-S-S casting, at hotmail.com. Very good. Thank you. All right. Um, okay, so we're going to wrap it up. We do our little section here called Film Bites. I ain't I'm, got one yet. I'm going to throw mine in. Uh, this is a, something I've been thinking about, and that is... When you're making a film, no matter how small it is, and how, no matter how low the budget is, think about compensating the people who are going to work on it in some way. Whether it be, uh, you know, you got a bunch of crew that are your friends who are working and you feed them a nice meal that day, right. whatever you can possibly do to compensate the person so that they, there is some kind of exchange between you and the other people who are working on it, that is besides just doing you a favor, um, you'll go, it'll go a long way. Absolutely. And it'll make for a better film in the long run. So always put yourself in the other person's shoes and say, how can I make some sort of an exchange for this person? How can they benefit from this too? Well, my film bite um, it really does come out of, of this, um, this interview. And that is, especially for people who are maybe in isolated communities, or people that communities that are are racially um, segregated because maybe in the Midwest or even if they're in uh, um, South Central Los Angeles or Harlem, consider the broad panoply of race and sex sexual orientation in the United States. Remember that you have a nationwide audience. You have a global audience now, and there are lots of different kinds of folks out there. So don't deny yourself and your public the opportunity to get a part of your entire global view. So um, unless your film is very specifically about that portion of, of the, the, the population, consider diversity in a very serious way and pursue it, in fact. All right. I guess that's it. Well, Roger, do you want to throw in a film bite? I just I welcome you to much. do it. Yeah. If you're going to be making a movie, and uh, it's it's your your swan song, let's say let's say it's, this is the the one for you. Take advantage of a casting director. See if you can connect with someone through the CSA. Many people uh, throw out uh, ideas and say we're looking for someone to help us with that. You can use a casting director. You can always use a casting. We we know what we're doing. We we have a specific contribution to a. Uh, a project and sometimes it's a little bit better than just hiring your friends. You might get a little quality that will make something pop right off the screen for yourself. Yeah, and I just want to mention that I, I didn't know Roger before today um, and I found him through the, there's a directory called um, LA411 and I think they probably have a New York 411 too where you can mm -hmm. get in touch with indus industry professionals. Um, so, okay, we're going to wrap it up, and I want to thank Roger for being here. I mean, it's really been... Thanks thank you, Roger. Cool. It was great. I always thank people for being there, and I'm actually in their place. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for having us here. And if you have any questions for us, email us at filmshots at filmshots.net, and any suggestions or whatever, and um, we appreciate you being here and listening. All right, y'all. Thanks a lot. Later. See ya.